about control, my control, control of what I say and control of what I do. And this time I'm going to do it my way. I hope you enjoy this as much as I do. Are we ready? I am. Because it's all about control. And I've got lots of it. our fam how are you doing today i hope that you slept well i hope that your mind is free from any negativity any stress and know that stress is the number one killer of all people so release stress release anything that's out of out of your control and just go with the flow today this is Shea Burst for the day. Now we're on to the second part or the second portion of this segment, of which I'm so excited to talk about. Today, I will be speaking about submission. Now, I know that this is not an easy topic because we live in this feminist era of society where it's this way or where women are in control, women are this, 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 and blase, blase, blase. I know submission is a trigger word for some women. And, you know, to be honest, at times it's a trigger word for me. Not a lot, though. It depends on what follows after what's been said. I actually listen what people are saying when they mention submission. Because I know what submission is. I'm not threatened by the word anymore. But I used to be. So I want to speak about, first off, what is what is true submission? And what does 
submission look like in a healthy relationship? Depending on the word of God. Depending on what God says about submission. Now, if I'm wrong, say something. If you have a different opinion, go ahead. But I'm just speaking from what God is showing me about submission. Submission literally means to cooperate, to yield. The There are a couple of scriptures that speaks about submission in different forms. But in a in a in, in a relational way, submission literally just means to yield. To yield control. That's it. So many times in life we try to control what we wear, what we eat, you know, the environment, the space we, we the space we're in and the people around us. We try to control every area of our lives because we feel as if we are in control, which is true. Some areas we do have more free range. We have a it's a thing called free will. We have it. However, the Bible speaks on not using that to do whatever we want to do. To not sin, to not, and to break down sin is to not do whatever or to not to do things that's outside of the will of God, not to do things that will harm us. See, the idea of sin is taboo to some people, but it's not taboo to me anymore because I, because I've really sought God and I still do seek God about what is sin. Like, why is it so taboo to do certain things and other things are okay? Like what rule book other than the Bible? Like, why is it like this? And one of the ways God broke down sin to me was God made versus man made. For example, we all have natural, we we all have natural things and we have things that's natural to the earth, such as something as simple as grapes. Just go with me. You buy grapes from the store. Where's, like, how are grapes grown? They're grown on vines. And these particular vines produce sweet grapes. We can put them in, we can freeze them, make candy grapes. We can eat them as as is and cut them up. We can eat grapes different ways. But as humans... We always find a way to change things or pervert things. Not saying this is perverted grapes. What I'm saying is we find a way to take things out of its natural element and change it into something else completely. That's all that's all I mean by perversion. Just, just listen and stay with me for a moment. So men, man-made, man decided to ferment the grapes and now I think I'm using the right terminology from not please correct me for man decided to ferment the grape the grapes and turn into alcohol which one form of alcohol is wine wine they're made from grapes this is one of the examples of sin now is wine evil no 
are the grapes not uh, they're not of any use? They're of great use. However, that's what sin is. Sin literally takes something out of its natural element and changes it into something else or, or forces it to behave in another way. That's all sin is. When we look at clones, when we look at how things are today, that's not how God really wanted things to be. When we look at sex, sex is not something, well, you know, you're just going to experiment before you get married. No, because because when you do have sex, that is marriage. You are married to that person. But people don't consider it as marriage. Another example, of uh, this practical example of sin, gluttony. We, we all have something called a gut. We have intestines. We have, you know, we have different functions of the body. Our bodies are meant to eat a certain amount of food at, at one time. But when we're gluttonous, we, our gut expands, we gain weight. So being overweight is, is a, is a direct result of being gluttonous and sin manifests itself in our everyday life. We see sin in the form of weight loss. We see sin in the form of cavities because when we eat too much candy, we see sin in the form of alcoholism. We, because some people abuse alcohol when we abuse those things that's, that was naturally meant to be for this particular purpose. We change the purpose of it. And a lot of our ailments and headaches and, and health issues and stress, they're all direct consequences of sin. See? Some people have not really broken down sin. It's taking things out of its natural state. So many foods we eat are man-made. Being vegan, um, I get the talk, I get the conversation from multiple people saying that a lot of the faux meats are man-made. Even the pesticides is in the fruits and vegetables or those root, like like potatoes, things that stink like plants and things we foods we eat that grows from the ground have pesticides and we have bigger, bigger tomatoes, we have bigger fruit. Or even with the cows or animals mass producing is from Though it's, it's from things that's, that's not natural. We have preservatives in our foods because our foods really weren't meant to be stored in cabinets. It was meant to be eaten fresh. We have different things, and that's here for a reason. Even that goes with control. That goes with submission. Submission is a godly thing. But mission has been changed into a bad thing when literally it is means to yield, to yield control. We placed ourselves as God in our own lives. Even though we are the very image of God, we are goddesses and gods in the form, and I'm, I'm trying to say it in a way that 
it can be broken down. But we are, you may not call yourself a goddess or a god, but we are the very image of God, the very essence of God, this God's strength within us, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God is within us. Some people rather say a child of God or daughter or son of God. You know, it's the same thing, but it's just using a different terminology. Just for those people that may not want to call themselves a goddess or a god, it may seem as if it's blasphemy, and it's not. You are the literal image of God, and it's just a feminine and masculine version of it. But I think people are in different places in their lives where they may not want to label something something, or they may want to say what's the norm of the upbringing that they're used to, you know. But submission is a very natural thing. It's not something that's taboo. It's not something that's new. It's a very old art (laughs) form. Animals submit, plants submit. Everything works, like everything in nature works because it submits. The wind submits. The trees submit. You know, when we look at our cars, when we look at the different elements, when the elements are in a place where they need to be, things flow. Things are it, things are balanced. But when things are out of balance, there is no submission. The plants submit, like the air submit, those natural things around us submit. But us humans, we don't want to submit because we want to feel as if we have control. That's just a different thing. That, that's a different, I guess, picture God gave me of submission. So we first have to submit as humans. That's the first submission. The second submission, or the final, second and final submission, that may or may not be spoken of, you know, we submit as being children, you know, to our fathers, to authority, to those that's above us, those that that are older. We submit to our elders. Another way that, that we submit is to our partners. We submit in our relationships. We yield our control and power over to it, and we give it to others because we begin to trust them. See, one of the things that God is teaching me about submission is trust. You can't submit to someone that you don't trust. If you don't trust someone, you can never submit to them. And I think the and I think the state of black men and black women, especially today, there is no submission because women have been let down. There's a lot of disappointment. And so women have taught themselves how to do it. And I'm part of those women. That I never asked. I never asked to be part of those women, but you know, I've been let down so much. And a lot of us women have been let down so much that we had to become our own heroes. You know that song, Don't Save Her, She Don't Want to Be Saved? Well, we become the manifestation of that because of the poor leadership of the men that we may have chosen or the men that were that, that was in our lives. It could be a father, it can be an uncle, it can be a friend, it can be anybody. And a lot of times we don't understand or guys don't understand the power 
of leadership and masculinity in our world and how that can contribute to us having healthy submission. It's not just a woman not wanting or women not wanting to be submissive. It's the fact that when we did let our guards down, we were disappointed. But it's a part of submission that needs to be spoken of concerning relationships that I think it may enrich our lives. When it comes to submission, submission can literally, it can also translate to cooperation. It's just working with the person that we are supposed to spend the rest of our lives with, or the person that we are dating and the person that we are in love with, or the person that we are entertaining, whatever, however you want to say it. But submission is a beautiful thing. It's an opportunity to trust someone. My relationship with God is teaching me about submission. God wakes me up every day. God gives me everything the girls and I need. God provides in ways. God provides mentally, spiritually, <laughs> fit in every way. And in return, I give God my heart. I submit, I submit and trust God in even things I cannot see and feel. Things that my senses, my senses can't pick up. Things that my third eye can't pick up. Things that things beyond my own understanding. Things that's beyond this world. And when our third eye, we we you know, our third eye do see things beyond these things. But it's a beautiful thing to not be in control or not have you know have this power over this. It's distrust. It's blind trust. And trust is a very blind thing. So in this society that we live in, submission is taboo because first, like I mentioned, women, we're, we're just done with being disappointed. So we're going to, so we became our own hero. We became our own idea of what we want because we've put forth the end. We put forth the, the time and, and, and hey, you know, guys have failed. Maybe maybe it's our father. You know, you won't really you you really won't see a woman having a hard time submitting to her man. And I'm saying specifically her man. Because yeah, as a woman, it's natural to submit to other masculine figures in our lives or authority. It's natural to do that. But the way things are set up, especially with religion, religion has conditioned men to feel as if you are supposed to automatically be the leader. And I'm not trying to sound like I'm talking from both sides of my mouth, but it really really is just the mere fact that some guys feel as if, hey, I'm a man, so I, I'm a lead. Yes, every, in my experience, in my experiences, yes, guys do, or a man do have that natural ability to lead because he's born with it. However, some guys, it needs to be cultivated. It needs to be trained. and It, it needs to be pruned. And some guys, yeah, you have it, but it was never 
um, it, it's like you, you, you were never really taught how to properly handle that. And one of the first tests that I really do believe that God ever gave a man was power. It really, and I could be wrong. Maybe this is how God gives it to me or how it's in my head. But the first power that, one of the first powers that God gave to Adam, one of them was power. To He had the power to name animals. He had, he had the power. He had dominion. But then God also gave him a woman. And when you look at it, God gave him responsibility first. Because when he had the responsibility over the animals and naming things, and when he had responsibility over these things, there was power. There was God gave him dominance. But then God added the woman. And I truly do believe that the first test of a man's power, one of them, is how he treats this woman. You're given all this power to create, to help, or I'm say co-create because it's both of them that's co-creating, but to help co-create a lifestyle or a life for your family or your future family. Or if you already have a family, you know, this, it, it, a man is supposed to love his wife, his woman. And the way he treats her is a true test of power. If he can't handle the responsibility of fully being that leader, then he should re- relinquish any any power that he may think he have over her. And I think this is one of the arguments of today. Because, think about it for a moment. God wants men to be aware of how you treat your lady, how you treat your wife, how you treat the mother of your children, even if you're even if you're no longer together, even if you are you're divorced from that person, even even an ex. One of the ways I've recognized as a young woman how a guy, this especially let's say just with dating alone, one of the ways that I, one of the things I look at is how he speaks about women, you know, or how he, his conversation about a woman. Is it sexual? Is it lustful? Is it possessive? You know, if he, if he mentioned an ex, was he calling her all type of bees or was he disrespecting her? You know, was he accountable for his end or, you know, was he bitter? You know, you know, just looking at his mindset towards women. This is one of this is one of the first things I look at when dating someone, because if you're speaking of your mother, your aunt, an ex, an ex, ex-girlfriend, an ex-wife, your daughter, you know, how are you looking at women? Are you a womanizer? You know, I'm just looking at this, like your relationship with a woman, because are you that type of dominant controlling guy 
who only wants to control women because you're a man, because you have a pediwaka, you know, or because you have this, or are you the type of guy that, that reference a woman? You love that. You love her for who, who God made her to be. And you won't, and it's like, you love the idea of the woman and her role in the kingdom and who, and like why she's here, you know, See, some guys have been conditioned to have to 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 define their manhood on how they can dominate a woman, or and some, and some guys have that mentality. That's why that's why submission in the beginning, or it's, it can be a trigger word for some of us. Because we've met guys like that. We've met guys that may have that dominant, controlling nature about them, like submit to me. When he he didn't earn it. What what did he do to is he worthy to be submitted to? <laughs> so it's a certain level of audacity that's there. Now to the healthy men, to the healthy men, when it comes down to the idea of submission. Be patient because if a woman have dealt with toxic men or not a healthy father in her life or not, you know, or just certain, certain men that she wasn't really allowed to be fully feminine or like be submissive or yielding or she's not, she don't easily cooperate with you. She don't, you know, she's, she's disagreeable. She has a sharp tongue. She, I don't, I don't like that idea. It's type of woman. It's different type of women. And when it comes to submission, it's different types of women. Just like naturally, this is something I'm learning. Every man has a leader side of him, whether it's cultivated or whether it's not cultivated. Because a man can be a fool or a king. It depends. Or better yet, he can have both of them. He can have. He can be a king and a fool at the same time. But it depends on which one he decides to live out, or what's being cultivated, what's being trained up, or what's being fed more. You know, depends. But outside of the unhealthy or the toxic male, the healthy male may have been taught those things but we live in a world where it's a lot of guys it's it's more fools than kings out here so if you come upon a woman and she can recognize the king in you or the, the emperor in you that's a gift but culturally men are taught that your manhood is based off of certain things concerning a woman. Like a woman is is attached to your validation or your value, you know. It's not you being a man by yourself, but you need a woman to dominate. That's what's been taught to a lot of these guys. And they've been raised to think that that's okay. And then they're getting this, they're getting really 
bad advice from so-called married men or guys who feel as or these know-it-all guys and really they don't know anything. So it's a lot of misinformation about manliness, what makes a man a man, what makes a woman a woman. People have gotten away from the core and the foundation of womanhood and manhood, and that's God. God is the foundation. God is the determinant, the determinant factor of what a woman is, what a real man is, what a real father is, what a real mother is. It doesn't matter how the relationship ended, but how a how a man respects the woman that he gave, the woman that gave birth to his child or children, how he treats her shows how he really feels about a woman. It doesn't matter how bad the relationship was or is. It doesn't matter even what's going on. Those things are definitely a factor. However, how a man treats the woman that he was married to, how he speaks on, uh, speaks about her, you know, is he calling a, is he calling her all types of names, you know, demonizing her? Uh, um, is it? Is it a woman or is is the woman demonizing the man? So it's just it's so it's so many factors that goes into that portion of submission. So I was just breaking down why some women don't like the word submission and the toxic masculinity and the, and the toxic femininity that exists and how that have contaminated the whole idea of submit uh, of submission within a healthy relationship, if that makes sense to you. So now that I've broken down those things and, you know, spoken on those things in a way where maybe it can be understood, understood and understood. Now I want to get to the, I want to get to the meat of everything. No pun intended. I want to get to the good stuff. Okay. Submission. Yielding, cooperation, in any healthy relationship, no matter what type of relationship it is, a woman is naturally taught submission through her father. Her father is the first man that she submits to. If the father is, if the father failed at his job, she will probably fail at every. Well, she would probably feel in every male relationship she would ever ever have, and I'm a, and I'm not gonna say I'm a victim of it. I'm a survivor of it. My father was a very masculine man. I didn't have any issues with submitting to my father, but my father was a creature of habit. He had a habit, and his habit made him unstable emotionally, financially, and mentally, and even spiritually. And because of that, my dad and I had a very rocky relationship. And I've been to therapy. I've spoken on it. You know, their father, their father wound has been healed to a place where I can, I can actually look, look and receive. I can look, receive, and have, and, 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 I can actually welcome the power and authority that comes from a man. 
it, for me, it's all, I've always had this struggle. I've always had this struggle. You know why? And it took me really going through my spiritual awakening through God, really dealing with me concerning that father wound. Why did I have an issue with a man ruling over me? Why did I always feel like I had to be in control? Why, why, why? But there was a resolve. I had a father wound. And a father wound is when, you know, your father's absent. Yes, he was present, but he was absent in the areas where I needed when I was a child. So I've literally had to ask God to reparent me and be that father for me so that I can know how to respect the man, how to, you know, how to respect authority, how to show respect. And, and respect is a two-way street. So it's not just, oh, I'm just giving respect to you. You have to also show her respect as well. But that's another segment. But now I just, you know, because it can that, that 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 I can go way, way left, right, up and down with that one. But me healing from this father wound through God, of course, and through God giving me the opportunities to go to therapy and being around those with a with a similar wound, and really seeing how it has affected them as well, or how it have affected them. And the thing is, submission is not easy for anyone who have a father wound. The, you know, and I want, I, want, I, want, I want the guys to get it. When a woman is having an issue with, with healthy masculinity, when she really haven't seen a lot of healthy masculinity in her life, she will be very masculine in certain areas. So, she would take that dominant role, that control role, role in any relationship that she's in. So it's going to be very hard for her to sit back and let you be that guy. And that's where it comes. It, 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 that's where, where it's going to have to be a patient or a process or patience involved on your end, fellas, if you are in the headspace. Because one of the things about submission that's scary for a woman that is on her grind, that's paying bills, that's doing this, and they have been doing it for herself, is that you have to come in and you have to take that spot. You remember, I don't know if you ever watched Bad Boys, but it was like a it was a it was a scene in Bad Boys where Mike Larry and Ma Lawrence answer the door and he had a gun. He's like, Oh, so you don't bring it home at this point in time. You know, and you, you and uh, even as, as, as a man, I'm sure I've seen it. I've, my dad did it. <laughs> so, you know, my dad was a great man. He still is. Thank God he's still alive and well, but men are very protective. And it's almost like you got to bring my daughter back. How, you know, how she came. That's like on, on players club. He was like, Hey, what you do to her, I'm due to you. <laughs> so, and that's not funny, but it's, it is fun a little bit. But, you know, when you look at it and when, when you dissect it and when you see it as it is, men are very protective. And if a woman really didn't have that, it really is no excuse for her to not be that because she is to have to be open and less guarded. But it, like I said, like if a woman haven't had a healthy father, and then or, or a lot of healthy males, it's like like you're going to be the blueprint. You're going to be the first healthy male in her life. So 
you may have to put up with a little something. You may have to be patient. You may have to pray with her. You may have to have those conversations. You may have to, you know, advise her to go to counseling. You may have to go to counseling together as a couple. You may have to do whatever you have to do. You may you may have to pray together. You may have to read the word together. Whatever you have to do, just make sure you see God in healing that father wound because in healing the father and mother wounds that we have, we will find that a lot of our issues have roots. And the thing is, like I mentioned, when a woman who's used to doing things by herself and all that, it's like she if, if she's successful in these things, you can't come half stepping. You can't come. Well, this is who I am. This is all I got. No, because she have no excuse. She have to get up every day and she have to get up every day and she have to make things work. She have to make sure those children have food. She have to make sure those children are off to school. She have to make sure she's work. She have to make sure the bills are paid. And if she's on her stuff like that, and you want to come half stepping, half stepping as if you got it and you don't got it, it's going to make her just kind of pause for a moment. Like, hold on now, I'm gonna trust him with my life, and I've been doing this, and and look and look and look how far I've gotten without him. And I think that's one of the dangers. Like for some some guys, and even some females. Like if a woman, if she's gotten it without you, and you want to step in, and you want to be that guy, but you're not handling it like if you're not handling it wholeheartedly, and you're not able to handle it to the degree that she has. It's going to be hard for her to open up to you. So it's like you're going to have to prove to her, hey, I got this. I'm I'm going to do this, and it's another. And that's, that's, I think that's a major point, but it's also another point attached to it is ladies. Sometimes we have to allow him to fail. And I think that's where the control thing comes in because when a woman wants to control something, cause she's already have, when a woman have control of her household and you, and you, your name is not on the lease, your name is not on, you know, the card note, your name is not on the bills. You're not getting a bill from the house. Y'all not living together. It is a certain, it is a certain air that she may give off because she is the head of the household. If you're not the head of the household and she is, she's going to give off a certain air. Don't take that as a negative. It means she's about her business. You know, I, I think that's how I am. I have a certain air by myself. I'm like, hey, boom, 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 boom. I know I want these bills paid on time. Boom, 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 boom. It's like I just know <laughs> because I've been doing it for for going on five years. I think it has been five years I've been doing this by myself. Five years. Holding down a house. When I was married, I held down a house, even though it wasn't financially all, all the time. My ex-husband, he carried a good 95% of the weight in the marriage uh, like monetarily. But the thing is, I, I, hold, I hold it down 100%. So if, so if I feel the children don't eat, if I fail, this, the bills won't get paid. If I fail, we're going to get put out. I, had to fa- I actually had to face an eviction due to the fact that I wasn't able to hold it down. So you're, fellas, you're coming up against a lot, and it's a lot of expectation. And I get it, it's a lot, but it's something that needs to be, in, in, it needs to be absorbed, 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 
<laughs> Sometimes my words just want to slur. The Memphis accent comes in, comes in thick, y'all. But you need to really look at that thing. Like, hmm, she's doing all this. Can I come in and do that? Now, if you cannot come in and do what she's doing, then you can't feel bad about her not submitting. Because in order for a woman to submit, that means you you have to bring your masculine energy. That masculine energy is the energy that <laughs> that's dominant. You got to bring that. You have to bring that energy where things are being done, where 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 it's safety. It's it's like you have like your job as a man is to create a safe space for her to feel soft and safe. And if when a woman doesn't feel when a woman is not financially sound, which is not your responsibility, especially if you're just dating, you're collecting data. But if you are intentionally dating a Mary, then she's looking at you as a husband. It's like, okay, so if I can't pay this bill and he's coming here and he's staying here, then he has to contribute some type of way. How is he contributing? Uh, uh, is he contributing... Is he bringing money in here? Is he helping me pay a bill? Is he bringing food in the house? So she's looking at these things because she wants this weight off her shoulder. She wants these burdens off her shoulder. No woman just wants to deal with this all by herself. So for a guy to say, well, a woman is not being submissive, you have to understand that if you come in halfway and she's a thousand, that is not going to be easy to really present yourself. You're going to have to show her that you're more than capable of holding down house. Maybe not completely. Maybe not 50-50, but still, show her that you can bring something. Don't just come with, I, I just brought me. Bringing you is not enough to a relationship these days. Because we're not in that we're not in that tax bracket where, you know, one person is just holding down house. We have to have two or three jobs sometimes. I've I've literally held down two or three jobs by myself. Why why taking the bus? Why getting family members and and, uh, and friends? I'm say family members to watch watch my daughters. Why I why why I had to ask? Why I had to pay people for rides? Taking Uber. Times where where where, it, where the car was, you know, total because of a car accident, which wasn't my fault. You know, it was theirs, but I'm, I'm just being honest. <laughs> but still, the, the fact still remains that I've I've held down two or three jobs by myself. So I can say I know how hard it is when you're tired and you have to you've been out there working and you've been that masculine energy. You have to come home and still cook for the children. I know what it's like. So the men calling the the women masculine now. It's because where is our protection? Where, you know, what woman wants to go out there and work and come home and do all this? And that's and the women now are tired. We, we, we can't rest because we have to do it by ourselves. And the guys have to do it by themselves through the single parents. So all I'm saying is, but that's a whole other segment for another day. I'm talking about submission. See, the thing about submission is you have to allow the person to fail. And you have to give him an opportunity to lead. And that's something I'm learning in this relationship. I'm learning how to let him lead. I'm learning that 
Yeah, he may fail. Yeah, I may be disappointed. But if I have too much to risk at this point in time, can I risk can I risk my daughter and I my daughters and I livelihood for this man? And this is the type of questions that a woman is asking when 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 it's dealing with when it's dealing with certain aspects of leading because people are not really mindful of certain things they're not mindful of the idea that hey this woman i need to show her that i can do this and i think this 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 that's a big thing and one of the things I'm learning about guys is that if he knows he's going to fail, he won't try at all. So if he's not given the opportunity to fail, or if he's not given the opportunity to see, succeed in this particular area, he's not going to try. But ladies, we have to give him an opportunity to lead. Instead of always doing it, always saying, I got this. No, let him do it. And I think one of the biggest letdowns is like, if you let him do it, if he fails, then he's looking at you to pick up the rest of the, the slack. And it takes away from all that you're doing because you're letting him lead. To lead means to lead in every way. But if a man cannot lead in every way, he's going to have a sense of fear of failure in the relationship. He's going to feel as if he's not man enough. So submission is a real thing. Submission is one of those things that it's not easy. It's saying that I trust you. I'm going to give you the keys to this house. I'm going to give you the keys to this car. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to trust you to, to, to pay a great amount of these bills. That's why a lot of these women now are like, Hey, can you help me pay a bill? Because we need help. We need help. We're working our tails off, but for what? But ladies, in order to relinquish control or to yield that control, you have to trust the man. And the question is, do you trust him? Do you trust him to be the guy? That's what submission and that's why it's so hard today, because women today want to feel as if we got it. But in the same but in the same note, on the same page, we want to be feminine. no. It's a struggle because we have to walk in our masculine so much, but yet when it comes to our men or marriage or our children, we have to be feminine. And see, the thing is, uh, someone sent me something saying, oh, women submit to their, their bosses, their pastors and all this, but they won't submit to their man. Well, if the man is inadequate in the areas that he needs to be adequate, it's not her fault. It's his. Submission is something that the guy needs to know that he needs to have. He needs, and if you don't be big dog, bring big dog energy. You can't be, you can't bring big dog energy in the beginning. And then when you're going through things, you want to go and slide in the backdrop, in the background. No, you can't expect her to be feminine and, and submit to you while yet leading in her household. You're going to have to contribute something. You just can't come in to do nothing. You have to come and do something. You have to show that you're able to contribute more than just your presence. 
Yes, your presence is powerful enough because a man's presence is everything. Having daughters, I promise you, they listen to their father, they listen to my dad. I can tell them something a thousand times, but the moment that Jay would say something, the moment their dad would say something, the moment my dad would say something, they listen. See, women, we listen to the authority in your voice. You have a natural authority. You you naturally have a voice that makes us want to listen because we are made to be submissive. So your presence alone is enough at times, but sometimes we need some real help. Sometimes we need to be emotionally supported. Sometimes we need to be physically supported. I'm making some money moves over here. I'm, I have products that I want to sell. I have teas. I make teas. I make jewelry. I, I, I have small businesses within me that needs to be pulled out that my partner's pulling out. And I need to know that, Hey, excuse me. I'm like this, this particular thing that's being pulled out. Can you pull it? Like, can God, can God use you to pull this out of me? And it, and once it's there, can you handle the power that comes with it? Because when, when you have a woman that's anointed to do great things with, with great power, She's not going to be a weak woman. She's not going to be a woman that, that won't challenge you. That won't, that, that won't, that won't question your motives and your movements and your intentions. She's going to, she, she's going to want to see results. She's going to want to see you, your hands get dirty. You know what I mean? You can't be a type of guy with your hands barely in, in, in the pot with no effort, but yet you want her to submit to you, but then you want her to be all feminine and soft at the same time. It don't work that way. You're gonna to have to put. You're gonna to have to put in effort. You, like like in order for to have a certain type of woman to submit to you, you're gonna to have to put in effort. You're gonna to have to physically put in hard work. You just can't. You can't go a thousand in your life and 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 help other people. When it comes to her, well, this is all I have. Well, if that's all you have, why are you here? Why are you in her space? Why are you in her house? Why are you in her kids? Why are you around her children? What like what are you giving her? How are you benefiting her life? How are you adding to her? And women today, we're getting degrees. We haven't, we're doing things for ourselves. We don't need everything, but just come and add to us some type of way. Don't come and just leech off of us. Like, don't come leech off our good energy. Don't go, don't, don't come leech off of us. Just, just come and bring something. Anything, anything will help. But I know this particular conversation is not for the weak at heart because religion has taught us, hey, a woman should submit to you. I'm not the type of woman that will submit to any man. I've been made this way. This is not how I was born. It started with my father. It started with my other relationships. I've had to lead. And not wanting to lead. This was something I was forced to do. So now, now I'm being forced to be, uh, be submissive and soft. And when no guy has really shown himself to be able to do half of the stuff I'm doing. And I'm, my partner, he is that type of guy. Don't get me wrong. He is showing forth these efforts in doing this. I'm not going to say no guy. I, I'm, I'm going to say far as where I'm completely secure in every way. He definitely covers 
a certain amount, but not everything. That's what I mean. It's going to take a certain type of guy for a certain type of woman to submit. If you cannot submit, then, I mean, if you cannot be that guy, then don't throw the, the word submission around like candy or, or confetti. Because a certain type of woman just can't submit. You're going to actually have to put an effort. And so many guys today are so jelly back and, and, and soft. They put no effort in. They don't want to put in work. They just want to be easy. And when the women are working hard, it's not, no, no. The women now are so hardened by the world that we live in. We want our periods. We can't, no, we have to work through cramps. And <laughs> unless you've had some type of sickle cell, um, some type of immune system or something where you just go through a lot of pain or really bad toothache, you won't know what a cramp feel like. And we have to work through cramps. We have to work through pregnancy. As a as 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 a woman, women have to do so much. We have to be strong, especially black women, and we have to deal with so much prejudice and and we have to go through so much. But yet, we're expected to be soft and feminine and soft and, and, and yielding. But, but what? What are the guys in our lives doing? What are they bringing to us? That's the reason why. I'm only welcoming healthy male, male relationships in my life right now. I don't have a lot of them. I don't need a lot of them. I don't need their validation. But the thing is, bring something to the table. Bring the table. Bring the wood. Something. You want her to do all this, but you want her to submit to you. You have to put some in, brother. You can't expect a woman to do that and you want her to be your sex slave and be all this and do all this for you and do this and do that. But what are you doing? You putting forth energy elsewhere. If you don't put energy in her in any way, if you don't put gas in her car, if you don't do nothing for her to make her life more convenient, how do you expect her to yield to you? That's not just a given. Just like, even though it's inside of you, but some guys, the way they do it, they do it with iron fist. You can't demand submission. You have to earn it. And I think because they have to earn it, it's like, hey, I got to work hard for this. Some guys just opt out and use the man card like, well, you need to submit to me. No, we submit to one another. So, yeah, it's God. The man submits to God. That's the order. And the woman submits to the husband and they submit to one another. That's the scripture. We submit to one another. We yield to one another. It's not just a one sided thing. We listen to one another. We are accountable for one another. We call each other out on our BS. So all I'm saying is. Be aware, be open to the idea of what true submission, what true submission really looks like. But I hope that something, some, some things were really, <laughs> some things were exposed so that we can have better relationships, healthy relationships, relationships that God is calling us to. And remember, we, ladies, we have to leave room for him to lead. We can't do everything. 
I know we're so used to controlling things and things being our way, but allowing him to do things his way may work better than our way, knowing that we're not always right. Just really putting forth the energy and effort to just really being where we really need to be. But I wonder how many women are really doing that. And I'm challenging myself. Look at the, and I challenge the women that's listening to this in the men. You know, how much control are we yielding? Are we willing to yield? And fellas, can you hold a torch to half of the things she's doing? But yet you're expecting her to, but yet you're expecting her to submit. That's not fair. You want her to do everything and, you know, blow your whistle and everything and, what are you bringing? That woman is tired. She needs relief. She needs to know she's cared and validated. She needs some help, just like you do. If you can't be helpful to her, can't add to her life, why are you wasting her time? Because there's some guys out there that, that can do all that. But she's wasting her time with you. If you cannot do that, yelling submission. And there's too many religious guys wanting to be lead, but yet when it's your time to lead, you fold. And yet she's she's there and having to pick up the pieces that you <laughs> that you dropped. Because when you are living by yourself with children, you have to be careful, especially as woman, I have to be careful. I can't allow any man to come in my life, my space, in my home. So I'm left picking up the pieces that you dropped, that you created, the problems that you created. <laughs> it's and I don't understand, and I, I don't understand, and I see it. Some guys bring problems to women's lives, their issues, their karma, but then they want her to carry her stuff, the children things in him too. She is not your mother. She's your woman. And for the guys that may be be have the guys that may struggle with mother wounds, then you won't really get that. Because you want her to be your mother. You want her to be your maid. You want her to be all that. But yet, what the hell are you doing? What are you bringing? If you're not in that place, a good woman, a real woman, a godly woman will give you that space to grow. She will pray for you. She will have grace for you. You know, she will give you that space to grow as a man. But know that that's not easy for her, too. Because she's taking that, that time that she could be spending on herself. And she's putting the energy towards you. So she may have to take, so she ha may have to pull back a little bit if you're not doing right. So you have to be, you have to look at how you're loving her, how you're treating her. Because God is looking at how you're treating this, this woman. Or your, or your woman, because God is like, if he can't handle her at this level, well, I'm going to take her next. He's going to emotionally abuse her. He's going to make her feel less than. He's going to tear down her self-confidence. But this is just different ways of submission and how control, the need to control can ruin relationships. And check out the other two, uh, part one, part two I had in, in the earlier segments. But I hope that this really blessed your socks off. I thank God for the revelations. This is a must here. 
But I hope someone said to really challenge our mindsets and make us want to be better. But submission is a two-way street, and it's not easy. But know that God is love, and love is God. And know that in our love, just know that I 